Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I am, I'm so glad to be here today. Glad to be bringing the Word of God to you. I've got a, a good word for you, and I want you to just uh, grab a, something to write on beside your spouse, arm, use a piece of paper if possible, or if you're typing it in your computer, phone, or whatever you've got. I want to encourage you to take some notes. Here, you can go to YouVersion, uh, the app that we talked to you about, downloading the YouVersion Bible, and you can go to that address, and you can find One Cause Church there in the live section, and you'll see the notes and scripture references for this morning. How cool is that? All right? So, uh, and if, but if you're of the archaic type with pen and paper, uh, I want to encourage you to use that as well. You know, it's amazing. I've uh, used the computer so much I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Anytime I go to write, I get writer's cramp in like three words, you know? <laughs> what is wrong with me? I used... But uh, it's the times we're living in, so. But today, I want to get into part five of our Forces of Life series. This has been a really good series, and I know I've, I've had good feedback from many of you who have come and said that it's really helped you, and uh, you've found areas in your life that you need to make adjustments and understanding that they, these forces that are in your life, if you'll, if you'll hone these hone in on these things and use them for God's glory, um, you will, your life will go in a good direction, all right? So, and we talked about those things that are taking you into your future, that are really making up your life. We, we've talked about seed time and harvest, how you have to, have to purpose to see that your words, your thoughts, and actions, and see them as seeds, amen? So you're sowing the right kinds of seeds to come into the right kind of future, uh, and that you you uh, change your system of beliefs, and you can have good intentions, but have the wrong belief system and go in the wrong direction real fast. Uh, we've talked about habits as well. We talked about relationships. The people that you hang around, that's as far as you're going in life. Some of you, that's encouraging. Some of you, not so encouraging. But uh, it's the fact. It's still the truth, all right? And so it, we talked about the importance of elevating your life by the company that you keep. And then developing new habits, not about just trying to get rid of old ones. The, the cure to getting rid of bad habits in your life is to replace it with a new one. All right? You can't just not do it and have a void there. You have to fill that with something new. All right? And so you don't, that, and you'll never have to worry about it. It's fail safe. You'll just go into a new thing. Amen? And God's given us the ability to do that. And today, this is going to kind of uh, follow that thought. All right? Speaking of, we're talking about thoughts. The force of your thoughts. Amen. They're, they're extremely, extremely powerful. And that we're going to look into some truths in the Word of God. We're going to help you understand that it is important what you're allowing to go between these two ears. Right. All right? What you're allowing to take place. What you're dwelling on. What you're thinking about. And that if it's not, uh, if it's not producing, if, you, if you're one who has negative thoughts and, uh, and expecting to not live a negative life, then you're fooling yourself. All right? So I want to help you get a hold of your thought life and understand that God has given you the ability to change the way you think so that you can change your life. Can I get a good amen today? Amen. Now, um, for all of you that are believers in here today, how many of you found out that <clears throat> the moment you got born again, you still had things in your mind that were not so born again? Amen. Right? And the longer you've lived, the more you realize this it's not lining up with this unless I make it line up with it. It's not automatic. 
It's not automatically happening. I mean, God saved you. Jesus saved you, praise God, to the core. I mean, your inside became brand new. You were dead in sin, but then you became alive to God. This miracle took place, and then you had to wrap your mind around it. And you still have to wrap your mind around it, and you're going to spend the rest of your life wrapping your mind around that. Yeah. And, 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 and renewing your mind to the, the way God sees life and the plans and the purposes he has for your life. And you have to renew it, how? To his word. God's given us this beautiful word to look into and to see what our life was, what it is right now, and praise God, what it can become. Amen. You look into the Bible, likens it into a mirror. You look into there. And sometimes you see that and all you see is contrast. Well, God says this, but this is where I am. Hey, Change the way you think so that you can arrive at that place. You can arrive at that promise that God has promised you. Amen? All right. So I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. <clears throat> Matthew, chapter 7. I've got a really neat thing to share with you here in a little bit about one of our young members at One Cause Church, little Ian Viscaino. You know what? As a matter of fact, I might have someone go fetch him in a bit from kids' church. All right. Matthew chapter 7. Have you found it? Look at verse 24. Matthew 7 and verse 24. Therefore, whoever, any whoever's here today? Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, they hear them and do them, right? I will liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Everybody say, on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Everybody say, founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now say, great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these things that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now I want you to notice the two men that Jesus identifies here as one being wise and one being foolish. But notice that both of them heard what he said. Both of them received the same instruction, the same lesson. Both of them endured the same circumstances. Okay, the wind, the water, the storm, one of them collapsed under the pressure and one of them stood firm. What's the difference between these two men? They hear the same instruction, they go through the same thing, the choice that they made. And the choice was, do what he said. Right? Right? Do what he said. All too often people replace obedience with thinking and reasoning. Mm -hmm. Wrong thinking will always complicate simple obedience. And I see this no better illustrated than in my own home. My wife doesn't do a thing I tell her to do. I meant my kids. I said my wife. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> My children, any moms and dads here? Right? When you tell your kids to do something, do you expect them to reason that out with you? Hmm? 
You expect them to negotiate and begin to try to make a deal? No, you expect them to what? Do what you told them to do, right? I don't know how many times, this is a daily occurrence. Go do it. Time goes by, it's not done. Oh, I thought, I thought you met after I finished this TV show. You thought, that's the problem. You just started thinking instead of doing. There's the problem. Go clean your room. They go, and I go in there and inspect the room. Closets, filth. They, what they've done is taken everything in their room and put it in their closet, right? I, it's the closet. You said room, right? Thinking. These all, it's, it all gets tangled up in thoughts and, that are immature and inexperienced. And that's why we're their parents, to help them because we've lived life, right? And we've ta- we teach our kids, do it right the first time, and we don't have to continue to do this thing over and over again. Just do it right the first time. Get it over with, right? Do what you're supposed to do. And, and all the complications and all the clouds, all the confusion just goes away. There's a kid back there that is hating this message right now. <laughs> She's like, Mom, don't listen. He's lying to you. you <laughs> By the way, that, it, it is Miss Lily's birthday today. Hey, Jenna, I want you to just stand up right quick. Let everybody take a good look at that pretty baby girl. She, she wore her little ballet tutu today to celebrate. She's so small and dainty, you just can't hardly believe that she can walk. You know, it's like... Amazing. But, but it's, it's, and how do we do that? Well, you have, to, you have to decide that what God says is it. You have to decide that your whole life is dependent on what he says and not what you say. Right? And as a matter of fact, it really does depend on what you say as long as you're saying what he says. Right? If he says do it, I, I'm telling you that I can help you today. Just do it. Just do it. Just get it done. It's so wonderful. I need you to come up here on the stage for a moment, if you would. <laughs> come face me. Face me. The Bible says that we are going to stand before. And don't block me. No, I'm, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The Bible says that we all are going to give an account, right, of our lives. We're going to stand before Almighty God alone and give account for ourselves. That's a sobering thought. Amen. That's encouraging, too, because Jesus is right there next to him. Thank the Lord for the man that is seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And he's going to separate the believers from the unbelievers. The believers will go to the right, and the unbelievers will go to the left. Now, when I say go to the right, all of you that believe, go to the right. Go to the right. Ah, now you're seeing it his way. Yeah. Your own thinking could have really messed things up, couldn't it? <laughs> we go to his right. Let's give these guys a big hand. You guys are great. Thank you very much.
We go to his right. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen? And so when God, what God sees, you don't always see. So you have to come to the place where you depend on what he says and just do what he says. You know, a person can have, they can have the best intentions in the world and make the worst kind of mistakes. We all know this person, and I hope, you know, if you're here today, well, I guess you came to the right place. But, but you say things about people like this like, well, they have a good heart. Bless his heart. He's so dumb. Right? But we say things that, I mean, because we know, oh, man, he means well. Right? But he doesn't, he doesn't ever get anything done right. Why? Because his head is screwed up. Heart can be all in the right place, but uh, if the head's not right. If you're having, if having your heart in the right place was really all that mattered, then we wouldn't have scriptures like Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, right? We wouldn't come across scriptures like Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. It says, set your mind, set your mind on things above and not on things either. Whose, whose responsibility is that? It is yours. Amen. It's your responsibility to set your mind, to purpose your thoughts to be on the things of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit, they set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Isn't this wonderful, practical teaching? Hmm? They set their mind on it. Whatever you set your mind to, that's what you will be doing. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have the choice. You, ha you have to let it. You have to allow the same mind that was in Christ to be in your life. Are you with me? And it's crucial that you set your mind on the right kinds of things. You have to change the way you think if you're going to experience what God has for your life. Amen. Tell your, tell your neighbor, think. Think about it. If you're going to experience real change, then you, you, you cannot just continue to, to uh, pray and hope for the best. All right? You have to purpose to put new thoughts in your head. Amen. See it like this. Thoughts are like trains. No, I said see it like that. I didn't say say it like this. Thoughts, thoughts are like trains. They're taking you somewhere. All right? Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says it like this. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what you think is, you're a good class. Let's try that again. For what you think is, yeah. And you would never in your life purchase a train ticket without knowing first where the train was going. Right? You're going to figure out where this thing is, what the desti final destination is. But people jump on a train of thought and don't even give any thought to where it's going. And they find themselves in Funkville, right? Walking around with a funky attitude, right? They're angry. They're, they're mad. They're frustrated. They're disappointed because they jumped on the train without thinking about where they were going, Right? But I have really good news for you today. 
good news is you can get on a new train. You can get a new train of thought rolling around in your head. You can, you can arrive at peace. You can arrive at blessing and favor. Can you feel it? Can you see it? You can arrive at happiness and joy by how you think. So wherever you go in life, you get there on trains of thought. This guy got home from work and heard this little voice speak to him. And the little voice said, quit your job. Sell your house. Sell everything. Take the money and go to Vegas. And he was a little disturbed. I know. Ignored it. Went back to work the next day. Came back home. Walked in the door. And he hears, quit your job. Sell your house. Take the money and go to Vegas. This little voice just talked. He kept ignoring it. Day after day, the same thing over and over. Quit your job. Sell your house. Take the money and go to Vegas. Finally, he did. Jumped on the plane. Flew to Vegas. Took the cab. Into, this, into the city, and he hears, go to the Venetian. So he makes his way over to the Venetian, and he's excited, and, it says, and, he, and, and the voice said, get all the money, cash it in for chips, and go over to the roulette table. And so he, he took all the money, cashed it all in for chips, went over to the roulette table, and said, put it all on 17. So the man did it. Put every bit of it on 17. The dealer wished him luck. Spun the wheel and the ball went to bouncing all over the place. And the man is anxiously waiting as it slows down and lands in 21. And the little voice says, Oops. <laughs> no, nobody, listen, nobody, nobody can control what you are thinking. You are responsible for your own thoughts. Are you hearing me today? God has given you your mind, and he has a command and a commission for you to change how you are thinking. All right? Nobody else can do it. Say it. Nobody else can do it. It's on me. My mind is mine to mind. <laughs> Amen. And their, their, their thoughts are trained, and they're taking you somewhere. Amen. You're the one that has to either board that train or get off of that train. It'll either make you sad or glad, mm, rich or poor, yep. stressed out or at peace. Yep. They're a powerful force taking you into your future. I want you to turn over to Philippians chapter 4. Are you okay so far? Yes. Philippians chapter 4, we have a commission from the Lord, a command. It says, finally, brethren, verse 8, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, all right? Amplified version says, I like this, for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and Gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Now, if God has given us this command, then he also gives us the ability to fulfill the command. 
Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm today. Yeah. If he gives you the command, then he also has given you the ability to accomplish and to fulfill the command. So he gives us this list of things to be thinking about, to meditate on, to weigh and to ponder and to fix our minds on. It's a good list. I tell you, if you'll just get started doing that, your life will be good. You have to be vigilant, though, in setting your mind on the right kinds of things. It's not going to happen automatically. You have to stay on top of it. Yeah. Amen? And it can, be, it can be this simple. A negative thought comes in. You have the option right there at that moment to take it in and dwell on it and think about it, or you say, nope. Yep. That's right. Nope, I just dismiss that. Amen. I dismiss it. Amen. Right? You have that ability. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to sit there. <laughs> Just because a, word, a, a, a thought comes in here, well, oh, why am I thinking about that? Maybe, maybe something bad's going to happen. Well, maybe something good's going to happen, and you're just wasting your time. That's right. Right? Most of the things you worry about never happen anyway. That's right. Aren't you tired of spending your energy on stuff that ain't real? Good. Your thoughts? Good. Huh? Put them on the, the real stuff, the promises of God. Grab a hold of a scripture for the day. It says something like, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord, you're directing my paths today. Thank you, Lord, that your favor is upon my life. Thank you, God, that, you're, that no evil is going to befall me or no plague is going to come near my dwelling today. I thank you, God, that you, you are the one that has established my, my, my place. You have made my footsteps firm. Hallelujah. You, you make it to where my feet don't slip. You brought me up out of that miry clay and put me on firm ground so I don't slip and slide all over the place. Father, I thank you for your word that it is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. I thank you that... My path, this path of righteousness is taking me into bigger and brighter and greater things. So I'm expected today to come into better things today. That this day is going to get better even as I go. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's going to be better than yesterday. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ has become the high priest of the good things to come. So it's, it, it, that's what I allow in my life. That's what I choose to think about. That's what I choose to talk about. That's what I choose to have come into my life to experience every day of my life. Is trouble coming? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, trouble's coming. It either just left you or it's, you're in it now or it's coming. You're in a world where trouble is. Jesus said, in the world you have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. I overcame. Amen. Whatever's born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Wrap your mind around that. It's going to take work. And, it's, and, and, and let me tell you something. It's going to take time. Be patient. Let the Word of God work in your life. Just like you would work on a hobby. Right? How many, times, how many hours have you spent on the golf course hitting that stupid little ball around? Huh? Makes me think of that little school... School teacher, she decided she was going to get golf lessons, and so she showed up the golf instructor, and she said, now let me ask you, she said, putt, is it spelled P-U-T or P-U-T-T? And he said, it's P-U-T-T. He said, P-U-T is to place something where you want it. P-U-T-T is to do the same in vain. 
Amen. Yeah. Well, okay. You're... But I, you have to, you have, I want to warn you ahead of time that when, whenever you begin to, to set new, put new thoughts in your life, you cannot expect and should not expect everybody around you to just be really happy about your new decisions. Hmm? And the people that are close to you can be the rudest. Right? Amen. It's just, it's just a fact. I mean, your thoughts... The way you think are reinforced by the people that you find relationship with. That's how you establish your relationship. They reinforce the thoughts because they have the same kind of thinking. And so anytime you begin to do something different, you start ruffling feathers in the group. Hmm? I've had to just move on in my life from friends. that I love them dearly, but they just chose to just stay where they were and not grow. And not move forward and not move on. And I just had to finally say, I love you, but we, we can't do this anymore. i got to go on. Because the Bible says that God's vision is a progressive vision. It's a progressive vision. Now, you can either live your life based on the friends you keep or upon God's vision for your life. Amen. And people are connected by a common tendency to make bad assumptions a lot of the times. They, they build their relationships based on what they assume is happening in their neighborhood, right? Or what they assume is going on at the church. Or what they assume is happening in the government, right? I mean, how many groups of people, think about when 9-11 happened, how many conspiracies, you know, have come out of that, right? And groups of people began to put thoughts together and they connected together, right? And it's, but the tr- as soon as someone in this group decides, I'm not going to assume the worst of everything. I'm going to take the higher ground. I'm going to get better thoughts in my head. Well, guess what? They're jeopardizing these friendships all of a sudden. Yeah. Right? All these friends start talking. <sighs> She's just not the same. <laughs> we used to get along so well, and now we just, we just, we just don't talk anymore. Right? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Amen. Good. You've changed. Yeah? You haven't. You noticed, huh? So you can't, you can't base your need to change on whether or not Billy Bob or Susie's going to like it. Right? Your own mother and father might even challenge you. A lot of times that will happen. But you just got to obey God. You got to just decide, my life is the sum total of my thoughts right now. Do I want it to continue in this way? I want to just give you a couple of practical ways to help you change your thoughts, all right? So just jot these down. These are two areas to consider when you're changing your thoughts. Number one, concepts, your concepts. Concept is thinking right about things, all right? Thinking right about things. And then the other thing to to look at is focus. That is thinking about the right things. Thinking right about things and thinking about right things, okay? Okay? Are you ready? Have you noticed when you're walking around in a bookstore, all the books that address the dummies? It used to be one or two, you know. Mostly it had to do with computers, you know. But now it's, you know, how to have a good marriage for dummies. How to fix your car for dummies. 
right? Finances for dummies. All those, and these kind, and you know what? They've sold well through the years because I think people have, have truly awakened for the most part to the, to the fact that a lot of our problems in life are from faulty thinking patterns, faulty thinking uh, concepts, and, and, and people are hungry for better thinking that will produce better results for the future. And uh, I want to know, and I, I think everybody here wants to know, when they're thinking wrong, what is what. What is it? What is wrong about the way they're thinking? Let me say it like that. Right? Or how can I avoid the same dumb mistakes? Anybody here with me today? Yeah. And a lot of the self-help books that are out there, and I, I don't, you know, really, really denigrate them. I mean, if you read your Bible, it's the cure. But, you know, there are a lot of books out there. But over the years, they've come to, they've come to integrate scriptural concepts like integrity uh, uh, um, a stewardship, commitment, monogamous relationships, you know? And they've just taken those scriptural concepts and put it right into their stuff and act like they wrote it, like, like they came up with it. And I, I believe that the longer that we're here on earth, the, the, the more we realize just how incredibly smart God is. <laughs> you know, the longer you stay in that word, and allow its truth to work in your life, the more you're going to find out it really is true. And everything else is the lie. Everything outside of it is the lie. He knows exactly what we need, thank God, and when we need it. So I just want to encourage you to be willing to invest some time into new concepts. That is, get around, if you're in business, get around somebody who's successful in business, who's making it work. You know, pick the brain about how they do business or how they how they invest or their finances, right? If I, if I have a theological question, can you take a wild guess where I'm going to go, who I'm going to approach? I'm going to approach my dad because I know the time and the hours that he has spent in the Word of God. I know that it's his passion. I know he loves to do it. So I don't have any doubt that when I go to him, I'm going to get the right answer. I don't, as when it comes to theology. Amen. Amen. I, I, it just really blesses me that I can always come to him and ask him questions, and he's always willing to answer me. Yeah. Amen. I think we agree 99%, probably. Got to have 1% there. <laughs> I try to stand on my own two feet, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to read up on that. This kind of makes me feel good. I don't know about that, Dad. You don't know everything, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I want to know how to have good customer relations with people, and I'm going to talk to a guy like Brandon Marshall, who knows how to do business, who knows how to connect with people in business. He's phenomenal at it. I'm going to find the guy that's going to take me up. <laughs> He's good preaching, he says. No, but you're going to find, you need to, Find those that will help you upgrade in your thinking. Help you upgrade. All right? Amen. I mean, if you're trying to overcome an alcohol addiction, probably not a good idea to find another person with the alcohol problem. Huh? I say, I need you to help me. They're going to help you all the way to the bar. All right? It's true. It's just true. Got to have somebody that can... 
that's won, that's overcome that thing, right? That's been in your shoes but came out on top. And so for that, I want to tout, celebrate recovery to, right at this moment. And uh, we have that on, on Monday nights. Pastor Everett and Nancy oversee that ministry. And it's not just about alcohol abuse. It's about any kind of addiction that you might have in your life or hurt or any kind of hang-up, whatever it might be. This is a great ministry. I want to encourage you to, uh, to come to it. Um, we, it. We can help you. Amen. And um, I'm really excited about that. So if, if you're sitting in coach... Upgrade, first class. Yes. Amen. 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 Get a, expand your life. Get a bigger, bigger, better concept for the way you think. All right, the, number, the, the second thing is focus. This is think about the right kinds of things, the right things. You ever been in a, in a place of business and you walk in, now this has happened to me on a few occasions, you walk in a place of business and the employees are quarreling they're fighting with each, other, with each other, you know? And you go, what? Hello? Are y'all, are y'all working? And I, just, I just want a coffee. Right? You see that happening? And, and what do you think? Right? This, this, you don't expect that kind of thing to happen in the place of business. Or you go to a, a restaurant and a waiter comes over to your table and gives you service without the smile. Right? Because he's had a bad day. He's had a bad day. He got up late. Alarm didn't go off. Rushed out the door. Sped all the way to work. Got pulled over. Got a ticket. for, And then he showed up late to work. And the boss chewed him out. And now you're here. What do you want? Right? No. Even after all of that, what do you expect from him? Service. Right? You expect him to focus. Right? And if you can expect it of him then it's expected of you. Man, did you feel that? Ow, it was, you preached so good, Pastor Eric, until you put it on me. Man, the table turned and the cards went cold. Hmm, <laughs> change your focus, change your day. Change your day, change your week. Amen. Change your week. Let's just go ahead and have a good month. Amen. And on into the years and throughout your life. This is the day the Lord has made. I will. I will. I choose. I decide right now to rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. Hmm? You might have to say it with a groan. Be glad. Hallelujah. I love my wife. Huh? Love my kids. Love my job. Glory to God. Whatever you got to do. Hmm? Choose. You choose. Anybody in this room in any given day could just choose to be discouraged. Could choose to think about things that would bring you down. Amen. If you want a subject, just turn on the morning news. You'll find plenty of things to get discouraged about. Be, be down about all day. Or you can, when you get up in the morning, you say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I set my mind right now on the things above. Hallelujah. I think I serve a God who is above every circumstance that I'm going to face today. Whatever, whatever, wherever my feet lead me, whatever situation I find myself in, I serve, a, I serve a God who is greater. Hallelujah. And greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. And with God, all things are possible. Today, I set my mind to remember and to take notice that God is on my side. And if he's for me, it doesn't matter who's out there. Amen. I set my mind to worship God, to bless the Lord. Amen. I set my mind on the promises of God. Today, I am going to receive everything God has for me in my life. I'm not going to stop short. I'm not going to pick one out of many. I'm going to take them all. I'm going to fulfill every purpose for this day that God has put in my life. I'm going to accomplish every assignment. I'm going to obey every command. Come on, am I helping you today? Huh? You set your mind on course. You make the choice. You will or you will not. Amen. Think right about things and think about the right things. Little Ian Viscaino. Is that, can somebody go get that kid for me right quick? Cat, Candace, thank you. Ian is Matt and Cat's son. And... Um, he had an assignment from school. He's in kindergarten. Now, this is extraordinary to me that the teacher gave all of the kids a dollar at school, all right, and told them, go do something with this dollar. That'll make a difference. And when I was in kindergarten, we had big old fat crayons, right? <laughs> Try to stay inside the line, dummy. When's juice and crackers? I mean, go, go take a dollar and make a difference? It's extraordinary. And so she put this challenge out to these kids. And Ian's little mind went to work. And I have a feeling that some kids took the dollar home and their parents were like, it'll make a difference if you just uh, put it in your pocket. Put it in the piggy bank. Or, ah, uh, Who cares? Right? Given this, everybody has been given the same instruction. But Ian decided he was going to do something different. He knows that we've been trying to, or that we have not been tr necessarily trying, but we've been doing, we've been raising money for our soldiers with the MP3 Bible. The, there's the man right there. Come in here, businessman, entrepreneur. Come up here. Ian, is this a handsome guy? Thanks for coming over here. I know you're over there in children's church having all kinds of fun, but I'm telling, you, I'm I'm telling on you. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Well. Anyway, he, um, Ian decided that he wanted to do something to help these soldiers out. All right? So he just started selling hugs for a dollar. Start selling. Anybody, did anybody get a hug? Anybody pay for a hug from Ian? All right. He started selling hugs for a dollar. Now, as of Wednesday night, he had $57. No? Uh, I had 55 and then I collected 61. 
Oh, you have 61 now? No, and I gave um, 10 to my teacher, and now I have 50. Okay, okay. He gave 10 to his teacher because they were going to help another charity. So he helped the charity with the school, $10, and he put $50 to buy two New Testament MP3 players for our soldiers. Now, how awesome is that? Huh? One dollar. He got an idea. And listen to me. How old are you? Five and a half years old, huh? How many of you believe that kind of thing is going to make this kid rich? Yeah. Amen. Thank you for doing what you did. Appreciate you. This is the very first kid I dedicated to the Lord. Dedicated quite a few since then, but he's pretty special to me. Amen. All right, get out of here. So, check this out. I called up the, the ministry that we've been partnering with. By the way, we lack almost, we're right a little short of $1,000 to raise $2,500 for the soldiers. All right, today's our last day. So uh, we're locking the doors and nobody's leaving. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, we are going to have some buckets out in the back. And I want to encourage everyone to get, let's just push this thing through. huh? 1000 bucks. What's that amongst you? Right, $1,000, all right? Uh, and uh, if you want to buy a hug from Ian, you can do that too, and we'll, we'll put that toward our soldiers as well, all right? So uh, what was I going to say? What? Yeah, yeah, thank you, Gary. I appreciate that. You're a prophet, aren't you? Uh, <clears throat> I called the Faith Comes By Hearing, who we partnered with out there in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and told them Ian's story, and the man flipped out. He said, I got it. We, we, I, I, will his parents allow us to tell that story on, our, on the radio because we broadcast all over the world? And I said, I don't think they'll have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're right now gathering his little story, and we're going to send that to Faith Comes By Hearing. And who knows how many people Lillian Viscaino is going to impact in, the, in this great effort. It's just extraordinary. Really awesome. So uh, amen. So I want to encourage you. Let's finish this thing out strong. All right, and help, help our soldiers. And I want to encourage you to, to know this today, that if you're on the wrong train today, you can get off and board the train that's going to take you in the right place. Yeah. A new thought. Yeah. Renew your mind to the Word of God. All right, that is, just start reading the Scriptures. Get over in the book of Romans. Let's start right there and just start reading through the the writings of Paul and see the incredible promises that are laid out before you and just start making it personal, yeah. all right? Don't act like this is something that happened for somebody else across the seas, but just say, just make it personal. Say, okay, I, that's mine. I'll receive yeah. that in my yeah. life. Yeah. You know, wherever you see, uh, you know, he has seated us in heavenly places and just say, oh, right now I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. Wow. What an awesome thing. You see what I'm talking about? Get your mind thinking like the word of God. Amen. Before you're long, you'll find yourself living in victory every day of your life. Yes. Praise God. So there's hope for you today. I want everybody to just bow their heads for just a moment as we get ready to dismiss here and go eat some good food. But this is a really important moment right now. And I would ask everybody if you would just be still, please. And I want to talk to you here for just a couple of minutes. There, there are some of you here today that need to make some new choices, need to make a decision. And I'm not talking about a fleeting decision, one that happens and things go good today and you go back to the old you tomorrow. But you, you develop, you're vigilant, you're diligent with staying on that train of thought that's going to take you 
to the place God has for you. He came to give you life and that more abundantly. The number one thing I want to talk to you about this morning is a decision. A decision concerning your life and your relationship with God. I don't know everybody here in the room, and so I don't think it's necessarily safe for me to assume that everybody is a believer. If you're here today and, and you have never put your faith in Christ Jesus as your Savior, that is, understanding that Jesus Christ died for your sin, all of your sins. And he was buried in a tomb and he rose again three days later from the dead. And the Bible says whoever believes in him will not perish, but they'll have everlasting life. That is, you, you stop trying your own way to get to God and you completely and totally and utterly rely that Jesus is the way to God. And you cancel your religious order and you simply believe in Jesus. There's so much freedom in that that he is the only one that is able to save you from your sins. He is the only one that is able to make you right with God. He's done everything he can and now the challenge comes to you today. Will you believe it? Will you believe it for yourself, for your own life? Will you make an individual, personal decision today to be a follower of Jesus Christ? If you're here today and, you'd want, and you want to be saved, today you, you're making a decision to put your faith in Christ and in all of your efforts and attempts at trying to be in good graces with God, you're over. You're over. You're over that right now. And today, you're just making a decision for Jesus. Say, Pastor Eric, please pray for me. I want to know that God is my Father. I don't want to just know him as some great being up in the, up in the sky, but as my Father. And I want to make heaven my home. And I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. Is, it, is that you here today? Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Anybody else here today? Just raise your hand high so I can see. I don't want to miss anybody here. You want to be saved. All right. Now you can put your hands down. Now, anybody here today that you're away from God, you are saved, but you have run on the wrong trains. And today... You're getting a new train of thought. Anybody here today? Just say, it. Pastor Eric, I'm just coming back to God. I'm coming back to God today. Thank you. Anybody else? I'm coming back to God. Fresh commitment right now. Thank you. Thank you. Father God, I thank you right now for your grace. I want everybody here today, if you would, just help me pray. Just repeat this, this prayer with me today. And those of you that have raised your hands today, either for salvation or for just coming back to God, just making the adjustments in your mind, I want us all to just pray this prayer together. God, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe he was buried. And I believe that he rose again from the dead. I believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. And I confess right now that Jesus is Lord of my life. I give you the rest of my life, Jesus. I surrender to you. Take all of me. I want all of you. Now, 
those of you that are here that have made the decision to just change the way you think. Say, everybody here together, Father, I set my mind on course to follow you. I set my mind on things above. And I, right now, repent of my own ways, of my own thinking. And today, I take charge of the way I think. From this day forward, my mind is stayed on you. And as a result, I reap the harvest of what that means. Life, joy, peace, grace, blessing, favor, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.